is SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross talk. Check this out. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by A Number One Air, the official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. It is divisional playoffs in the NFL. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray of 105.3 The Fan. My man Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com joining us on this Wednesday. Nick, good to see you. Happy divisional playoffs, yes, man. Yes, sir. Definitely, good definitely. to see you. Also from 105.3 The Fan, my man, you can catch him. On the Kentucky side of things, my man Will Chambers. Good <laughs> lot, to see you, man. A lot better now this week. That's right, I bet. Good to see you. <laughs> yes. Division of playoffs for the Dallas Cowboys. And I couldn't think, Nick and I couldn't think of a better way to finish off Cowboys Crosstalk this season for a man who has been here every single Wednesday yes. co-hosting this show. Yes, but we decided to. to put him in the legend seat tonight. Yes. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, a two-time first-team All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, class of 2002, proud Florida AM and University alum. He is none other than my main man, Nate Newton. Nate, good there to see you, man. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? Uh, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm an honest guy. So I called Nick around about 8 o'clock this morning. I said, Nick, I love you, but I ain't sitting in that chair where ch uh, Chambers said. <laughs> I, need for you, I need for you to pull some strings. I need to be the guest. He said, hold on a minute. About 15 minutes, my mobster brother got back with me. Yeah. It's a done job. Yeah. Done, it's deal. A done yeah. deal. It's about 8.30 when I got the text from TC, so maybe that's how that worked out. That's how it all I, supposed to work yeah. out. I think he said the word jack, and, I, you know, I mean, I need, I need a little bit more jack. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. all right. He's not talking about in a drink either. That's right. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Take your bourbon, baby. No, sir. Well, we are happy to have you in the legend seat tonight as the Dallas Cowboys get a 31-14 win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Cowboys doing something, Nick Eatman, that they had never done before, which was beat Thomas Edward <laughs> Patrick Brady in an NFL football game. And they did so in the biggest moment that they could have chosen, which was in the wild card round. And now they go to a team in San Francisco that's won 11 games in a row, hottest team in the NFL, with a rookie, no less, leading the charge your thoughts just wrapping up what happened in tampa as we now preview and what's going to happen in santa clara well it was it was an unbelievable night um and you know tom brady as great as he he has been and as great as he still is uh you know that the cowboys made him look old i mean yeah. they, they made him look like like the 45 year old quarterback that that he is and they got after him micah parsons was unleashed again and you know and, and then Dak. I mean, with all the criticism, I thought with the, 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 I thought it was the most important game of his career sure. going into that game, and he answers with the best game of his career. And so now, you just keep rolling. Well, before I come to you, Nate, talk to me about what you saw from the offense specifically, as Nick mentioned, number four playing probably the best game that we've seen in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. You no, know, I, I talked about it last week, and I talked about it all week long. Uh, he made the gesture of things. 
uh, I've needed for my offensive line to play well. And these guys play, they, they play tremendous. And, you know, Why do you always take it to the line? Well, I mean, that's kind of his, you know, his expertise. Oh, you know, okay. He, he, okay. He, know oh, little, okay. he know a little something yeah. about that. You know, yeah, we want to say, hey, Dak threw this interception, that interception. But a lot of it was because he had happy feet. A lot of it was because he was throwing uh, off his back foot. What you have to do is you have to get your quarterback settled in. He has to feel confident. And he felt confident with these guys, even with Peterson going out in the uh, in, you turned me down in the in the in the third quarter. These guys played well. We had a decent enough running game to uh, to affect what they did on defense. And hey, man, Dak had a tremendous day. I, once again, I got my rookie Dak back, and I hope that I can continue to have him through the whole playoffs. We're gonna help Will ask the yellow one. Yellow, the yellow. One. I was saying yellow. Yeah. I can't see. <laughs> that's the yellow one. There uh, you go. Yeah, that's you. That's yeah. you. Can you? There we go. He got it. There he is. There you go. See? Technical difficulties on the fly, man. You work right. out it worked out. That's Nate. There we go. We got you worked out. Nate protecting you on the microphone there. Right. Will, talk to me about this Cowboys team undefeated this year when they don't turn the football over. Dak Prescott, clean football game. But more importantly, this defense taking out the running game with Leonard Fournette, the returns of Leighton Vanderess, Jonathan Hankins. What was your biggest observation from what happened on Monday night? Well, I mean, honestly, Kevin, it was none of which you said there. It was yeah. all Dak Prescott. Because coming into this game, there's no question the pressure that was on the franchise but on Dak Prescott. Sure. No doubt about it. Because, you know, Dak has been able to, at times throughout the last few years, reach elite levels and over periods of time. And the question no doubt about it was going to be can this be a quarterback that wins you playoff games plural in the playoffs and coming off of the Washington game which was the worst game I'd ever seen him play he came in and showed us maybe the best game I'd ever seen him play yeah and I, I think that that was especially from the beginning because you know Nate those first two series it really looked like he and the team was a little bit tight right that the pressure of those first two, maybe nerves or excitement, whatever could be in there, was there. <laughs> but then from that third series on, it changed, and it changed with Dak. And it, when it flipped, it really flipped. Yeah, it, it, the thing that, uh, that I respect about it is they, they played it by the numbers. Uh, they needed to get Dak off. I'm, I'm a different guy doing playoff time. I, I put it solely on the quarterback. You know, all year mm. long, you hear me run the ball. Oh, my God, we got to do this. But as you play better and better teams in the playoffs, they're going to focus on what you, they think you can do best. And you saw Tampa all day had the box just filled. Stacked, just yeah. Filled, just mm -hmm. filled. So it's going to be games and starting this game where Dak is going to have to throw it. And he's going to have to be correct in who he's throwing it to because the best we're going to get, I think, against this 49ers team is the dinking and dunk. And we are a week ahead of schedule. Uh, I like how the tight end play. I like how they distributed the ball with eight, nine guys. Got, this is where your quarterback steps up. You know, and, uh, and I tell you, what it really excited me was to see him move around, not run. I Using his legs, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The running don't excite me. It's the way he moved around and connected with Schultz on that touchdown in the end zone there when he just scrambled out and hit him in the red zone. Stuff like that excites me because now Dak is thinking about team first. It's not about fitting nothing in. It's not about playing outside yourself. And he said that in his, in his post-game show. I'm so, man, I'm so happy. But can I play devil's advocate on that? Right. Mm -hmm. As great as that was, I think I said this today on, on the show this right. morning, Sean and RJ, I, 
as great as that was, him rolling left, throwing across his body, finding Schultz, that's the kind of play you're looking for. But don't get mad next week if that gets <laughs> picked or tipped in the air. Yeah. The, the same aggressiveness that makes you a great quarterback sometimes will, will burn you. Sure. Sometimes. Brett Favre did it for years. Tony Romo, the same thing. Mm -hmm. you, you, if you, want, you can't be a gun, gunslinger and not miss sometimes. So I love the, I love the play. I love it. it, it and also, when you're dealing, you're dealing. I mean, yeah. You're not even thinking about it. But I'm just saying it's that same level of aggressiveness that can bite you. But so go he's got to be careful. Go back and look at the play. Go back and see. Yep. The this was not uh, at the end of a game where he's throwing over a bunch of bodies and the, and the, and the, and the receiver was, yeah. was, was, was caught off guard. Him and, him and his tight end was connected all mm -hmm. the way. He rolled out to his left. He saw the, 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 uh, up, the up guy go to it, to it uh, with, with that, and the guy behind him went, and he just fell into a groove. Yeah. That's, that was a different throw. Yeah, that was that was that was a that different was throw. knowing that he was going to be there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And even Dak said, "My guy kind of pointed to me and let me know where he was going." He hadn't had that connection for some reason, whatever it may be, with these guys. He, it, when you get into a playoff game, you throw to certain guys. He threw to Dalton. He threw to C.D. Lamb. He threw to T.Y. Hilton. He threw to uh, number thirteen, Michael Gallup, mm -hmm. the guy who started. The, the avalanche. He remember the third series. He caught that third. Yeah, yep. he started that. That started it absolutely. This is what I've been trying to tell people. When you start zeroed in on playoff football, y'all don't. Well, I don't care how you take it. It's playoff time. You, you ain't looking at number eighty-five. If you're looking at number eighty-five, you either in a real, real bad situation, <laughs> or you way up. Yeah, you way you're up blowing ahead. teams out. You got to throw the ball to Tony, like Tony Pollard. You hear me say Zeke, 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 Zeke. Oh, forget Zeke. This is about Tony Pollard getting out into the open space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, making things happen. Yeah, if Tony Pollard wind up with 25 carries this game, I'll be excited because we're trying to make players play at the biggest of stages. Well, um, just threw me on to something else because I think that it's actually we're going to see more, possibly more of a split here this week. You know, if you think about earlier in the season – when uh, Philadelphia had a lot of success against the Cowboys, really the, the first time this year that they were losing, you know, without Dak in there, the defense is playing uh -huh. so well, running the ball. What were they doing? They were running the football at Micah. Yeah. yeah. They were bringing the action to Micah. And I think, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing this from Brian <laughs> Broaddus from 105.3 The Fan, who, uh, you know, earlier today was talking about it a little bit that, you know, one of the things you can do to neutralize Bosa as well as Fred Warner, those guys are really good at able to chasing you down, especially Fred Warner, yeah. you know, as a sideline side to sideline linebacker, yeah. linebacker. Well, go right at him. Bosa, make him, you know, have to peel off a block and then tackle the running back. And I wonder if that means that you might see more of Zeke running it, you know, inside the tackles or right around there a little bit more. Tell you, me. You, you asked me what yes. I... Yes. Let me tell you something, man. Micah is the man, and Micah got to learn how to be a better run defender so he can be that two-way player we talk about in mm -hmm. basketball. Don't, 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 don't play with Bozer like that. <laughs> don't, if you can run away from him, do yourself doesn't a favor. It, but as an yeah. offensive lineman, doesn't it take more energy to come off of a block and make the tackle as opposed to it, if the action it, is going it, the other it, way? It does, but 
you can run at LT, and I'm talking about with my era. Yeah. Well, you can mm -hmm. run at Lawrence Taylor, but when Lawrence Taylor is in playoff mode, he like, big fella, you got to bring more than what you brought. To the <laughs> <laughs> and, and Fair I, enough. And, and to me, when I look at Boza, and I'm looking at film, it, it's, whether it's the backside, he had a play in the, in, in the Seahawks game where they pulled two guys around. He defeated both of them and sought the edge and made the tackle for a loss. Yeah. So when we're talking about mm -hmm. Bosa, that that don't don't get this monster created with, to the point where he's finna uh, spill his uh, his ugliness on us, man. He's he's a Bosa is a different. He's bigger than Parsons. He's more experienced than Parsons, and he's had more playoff games. All Parsons has to do is stay home, be the athlete he needs to be, and, and set the edge like this kid. He can learn a lot from both. I, I, I'm wondering, too, because when it comes to the San Francisco defense, as good as it is, and Nick, what you were talking about, I completely agree with. But here's one of the big differences between Todd Bowles is that Todd Bowles, you don't know necessarily what he's going to do, and Dak's going to have to read mm -hmm. and make decisions. And at times, that's when we've seen him not play as right. well. He played great on Monday night. D'Amico Ryans is not trying to fool you. Yeah. He's going to play straight up. Yeah. yeah, he does not have He's to. He's got horses on the defense side of the ball. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't that help this week with Dak knowing what to do, where to go, how to block, where to go? I mean, it's going to yeah. be tough to do it against the personnel, but as far as well, making decisions on the fly. Well, yeah, and, and, and also the other narrative that keeps popping up and no one seems to care about it is, is you know, Yes, the Cowboys have two less days to prepare. Um, it's a short week. Sure. Get it. They got, eight, they got eight days rest, and the Cowboys will have six. But, you know, so to your point, yes, you're not trying to, to scheme them, you know, th th that much. I mean, yeah, you're going to do some different things, but it's going to come down to can you block these guys and mm -hmm. can you run and can you execute? And Still that's, that's, in the what trenches, it, yeah. that's what it comes down to. So I think it's a good point. It's a really good point. Like, yeah, it'd be great to come up with a different plan. And if they got something that they think Turpin can do this week that they've been saving, all right, <laughs> let's try it. It's time to roll that out. But yeah. for the most part, they're going to have to run it. They're going to have to – and they're going to have to execute. Dax have to play his great game. But, you know, you got to block those guys. And I, I kind of agree with you, Will, on the running – not necessarily at Bosa, but just running to make sure it's not third and 11. Because if it's third and nine, third and 11, schedule, yeah. that is where I think Bosa and, and those guys, same with Parsons. I mean, the great pass pressures, they, they lick their chops when it's third and long. couple of numbers before we take our first break. The Cowboys won their first road playoff game since 19, the 1992 NFC Championship game. You know a little something about that, Nate, yes. the 1992 yes. NFC Championship game. And the Cowboys were able to now move on to the divisional round and take on a San Francisco 49er team that has been playing some of its best football all season long. Brock Purdy leading the charge for this team. And obviously, Nick Bosa, who we were talking about, led the NFL in sacks this year. 18 and a half sacks, led the NFL in QB pressures. He's been an absolute monster for D'Amico Ryans and this defense. Cowboys going to have their hands full against this San Francisco 49er team on Sunday. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC live at the Cowboys Club at the Star of Frisco. Kevin Graham, 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers of 105 through the fan. And our Cowboys legend, my main man, Nate Newton, right yes. here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Coming up next, how does Dan Quinn and his defense make things uncomfortable for a rookie from, uh, from Iowa State who was Mr. Irrelevant? We'll talk about that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Back here on Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC at SWBC. Customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers of 105 through the fan. And our Cowboys legend, six-time Pro Bowl, a two-time first team All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champion, my main wow, man, man, Nate Newton, live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Gentlemen, the Cowboys renewing an old rival with San Francisco on Sunday evening at 5.30 in Santa Clara, California, where the Dallas Cowboys, winners of their wildcard matchup over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, take on a San Francisco. Dominators <laughs> of the Buccaneers. <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah. Taking on a very talented San Francisco 49er football team. Let's talk about this defense, though, for the Dallas Cowboys. Nick, when we were talking yesterday on Media Match, one of the things I marveled at was the way that Micah Parsons was able to get after Tom Brady in this offensive line. For Dan Quinn, though, in this defense, and Nate, I'm going to start with you because I want you to help me out here. How does Dan Quinn go about attacking a rookie in Brock Purdy out of Iowa State playing terrific football, got a lot of skilled guys on the outside that can help him. Christian McCaffrey running the football very well for them. How does Dan Quinn going about attacking Brock Purdy and this offense for San Francisco? Y'all don't want to hear the truth, do you? No, we need the truth. Nothing but the truth, Nate. You stop the run, and Brock Purdy has to beat you. You have Michael Parsons. Break the huddle like you did several times against the Bucks, and let him just walk into the middle of the line. Mm. Don't put him anywhere. Let them always wonder where he's going to pop up next. account for him, yeah. So that is one thing. You have to, at all costs, stop the run. Because if you don't stop the run, this is a coach, an offensive coordinator, that would be like, okay, I got the, I got the, 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 the uh, talent. If I run 200 times, I got guys that can go 60 yards. I got guys that can go 15 yards. I got red zone guys. So he can, he can literally, and he's done that, he can literally beat you by running the ball and barely throwing it. Yeah. So we have to stop the run. That's the only way you're going to get Brock, this pretty young man. Uh, Brock pretty, I, you <laughs> I like know. what you did there. Yeah, I like what yeah. you did there. That's good. Uh, I like that. That's the only way. If you're thinking that you're going to line up and say, hey, you know what? We're going to play it by the numbers. I'm going, to make them, I'm going to make them stop running the ball somehow, some way. Because if you don't, we're looking at a different game. Yeah. Nick, this is a Kyle Shanahan-led offense known famously for the zone-blocking scheme that his daddy used to run, Mike Shanahan, all those years when he was in Denver and all the other stops that he had. Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, they've got a lot of skill guys, not just in the backfield but also on the outside. How do you look at this offense for San Francisco and go about attacking them, trying to create some confusion for the rookie a little bit on well, Sunday? Well, I, I totally agree. You have to stop the run. You, you want to, to make all of the, the, the negative things in that scouting report for Brock Purdy that got him all the way to the seventh round of the yeah. end. You, you, you want to make sure those are used in the game. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't throw deep or whatever, whatever it is. You know, has trouble disguising, you know, reading deep, whatever it is. You, you need to exploit that. But the stopping the run is certainly harder than it sounds with San Francisco because they don't just run the ball to, you know. It's not just Emmitt conventional Smith ways. Right yeah. uh-huh. you, know, you know, 
right behind Nate Newton, and he's just yeah. plowing people. It, it is very different in the way got that the they run it. Sweeps yeah, and the, the end sweeps and all that. Yeah. They got passes that look like runs, runs that look like passes. They got running backs that can re, that can catch the ball. They got receivers that can run the ball. Yeah. And they're, they're they're just so versatile in the way they they do things. So yes, stopping the runs the key, but the way Shanahan does it is definitely going to be a challenge. Let me let me say this. You, th- this is where you have to be your most disciplined and almost to the detriment of I'm going to be slow to pass rush because I, I see how they, they got like the New York Giants when I was playing with Ronnie Hampton and all those. They had every run known to man. Coach Shanahan has every run known to man. So even to the detriment, uh, we may not get off on a third and four as quick as we normally would because we know this could be a possible run. Gap and technique. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, have to, you have to do this because this guy will run. He will run the ball. Yeah. And when you will run the ball because he's going to protect uh, Mr. Purdy. He's going to okay. protect this guy at all costs. If we're not up by 14 points, He's going to protect this guy. He think he can take you into the fourth quarter with 10 minutes left, and he still think if he's only down by nine, he still think he can beat you with the run. Yeah. That is a rare coach. So we're going to have to go up by 14, by 10 or, 10 or more points, and now we get to say, hey, this is why he was a seventh-round pick, and now he's going to be irrelevant because we're going to bring <laughs> this heat to him. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Shanahan and McVay do something – that I think better than anybody, any other coach in the NFL. Well, I think Andy Reid does it a little bit too, but they are, they specifically scheme for mismatches. That's what they do. They're looking for them, hunt for mismatches. So I I understand completely if we want to look at it from a Cowboys angle, we want to say, how do you attack? How do you do this? You know, go out, be the dog, be hungry. I promise you what's happening with Dan Quinn over the last two days has been figuring out this is the things that they do. We have to counter it this way. When Kyle Jusick comes out of the backfield, are we going to move a linebacker out to the side, you know, in coverage, taking somebody out of the box, which is opening up for a better run? Because that's what they're going to do. This is a team with Brock Purdy. It, they're really perfect for each other. This is what, why they drafted him out of Iowa State. He's not doing anything spectacular. He is getting the ball to the playmakers with good schemes and good routes open and allowing them to run. The biggest key to this game to me is not necessarily how the Cowboys attack. It's tackling. It is making sure that these guys don't get away from them. You don't have a what could be a two-yard catch or run Turn that turns into, into seven play. or eight. Yeah. One that could be seven or eight that turns into 35. That is the biggest thing for the Cowboys this weekend on defense to me is to ensure that they have an idea of what they're doing on offense and to stop that because they're going to try to create those mismatches. Nate, from an offensive line standpoint, what makes San Francisco special, not just the running game, but the way that they protect the quarterback? they got a Hall of Famer to be and Trent Williams on that offensive line as well. What makes their offensive line special in the way that they get after teams? They're physical. They were finished. Well, we learned that last yeah, year, right? Yeah, they, they are physical. They will finish. And at all costs, they go. This, this, when you know in a game that it was a treat for us to run the ball, they have that same mind, mindset. If we run this ball and we get one or two yards, we got a coach that believe by the end of the game 
That's that, we're gonna get a we're gonna break a big one off. So when it comes time to pass protect, because they're not great pass protectors. When it comes time to pass protect, they're giving it all they got so they can get back to the run game. Yeah. This team averages during the regular season 32, 31 minutes and 54 seconds of possession. In this last playoff game, it was 32-26. They know what they like to do, but they know they have to work at it. Like a lot of people say, hey, if you want to be a great pass rusher, stop the run. They say, you know, we want to run more, but, but, uh, protect our guy <laughs> in the backfield. And, that, and that's just, it's just a switch up. These guys, their technique sound, and more importantly, they have not had somebody on the defense that scares them so they have to uh, be two-on-one. Yeah. They can block you one-on-one. So that's, that's the killer. And they got a nice tight end that don't mind getting bloody. Who is George that Kittle? guy? Oh, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah, George Kelly. He's pretty good. Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick, talk to me about the mindset that you feel from this team. Last year, San Francisco physical football team from the outset dominated this Cowboys team. Now they have a chance to go into their building and take out San Francisco. What have you felt from this team having rode home on the plane with them as they prepare yeah. to get ready for San Francisco? What do you believe is the mindset in that locker room about what they've got to do to take care of business on Sunday evening? I think this was set up a year ago. I think, I think they've been talking about the 49ers. They've been thinking about the 49ers. I think they drafted with that game in mind. I mean, look at some of the guys that they drafted. They wanted big, strong, tall guys. They thought that they got beat down by the, a physical 49er team, and they were going to do something about it. And you can only do so much in a draft, and you can only do so much with free agency. But, you know, they got run over by the Eagles to, to, to lose a game. You know, all they do is stop the run. They mm -hmm. couldn't. So what do they do? They go trade for, uh, for Hankins. You know, and he's been a difference maker when, when he's healthy. I thought he was a difference maker the other night. So they talk about the 49ers. Jaron Curse mentions the 49ers. How many all times the time. this year? All, a lot. <laughs> right? It's, on, it's been on their mind. And so, uh, and rightfully so. This, you know, this was, they weren't expecting what San Francisco gave them. So now it's, it's you know, I don't, I don't know about returning the favor because the Niners are playing great, but this is where they were expected to be. Where at some point, we got to be physical enough to beat a team like the 49ers and guess what here's the rematch this is what we talk about right ever since last year was that team looked like it folded like a lawn chair in the playoffs they were out physicaled everything and they've been hearing it from you from me from nick from like everybody across and when I, I said it how many times, because J. Ron Curse time, yeah. has brought it up multiple times this year. I remember, yeah. I think it was before the Philadelphia game, maybe, or around that time. Because I think they lost to Jacksonville, and he was like, we ain't that group of what we've been talking about or what we want to be. Mm -hmm. And he went out there and balled. And so it makes me feel like that they want this matchup again. That they really want to go up and prove that what happened to them last year is not whom they are. Nate, before we go to break real quick, I want to ask you this from a player standpoint because we talk about words like revenge and going back into taking out the team that beat you in the playoffs the year before. What is on a player's mind when you have a chance for a rematch in a playoff situation where you get a chance to be able to take out a team that maybe took you out a year before and what that mindset looks it's like? It's just a burning desire because you got to understand when Coach Johnson got here, we were the we – were the, the, we were the, the, little, the little man on the totem pole in the NFC East. The NFC East dominated much like they're doing now. 
So we had to start with the Washington Commanders, and then we had to go through Philadelphia. But that man sitting up there, Lawrence Taylor, the New York Giants, we had to defeat them several times uh, to get to where we wanted to go, only to run into the 49ers who was ultra-talented. <laughs> ultra so it, it, it is a burning desire. It makes you, it, it makes you look at, at each game in its own uh, capsule. Because if you get outside of that game, you done lost. You have to stay within that game. And, and it just taught us how to focus. It, you got four, but three games that stand by themselves. And each one of them is better. When we get through with the 49ers, you finna run into the Eagles. See, I ain't playing the Giants game. <laughs> I ain't playing the Giants. Because if the Eagles are at their best and, the, and New York is at their best, the Eagles win. But the big the, 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 the coin toss here is the Cowboys at their best. Do we know that we can get the 49ers? This is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. Cowboys Crosstown presented by SWBC. SWBC Mortgage joined the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers of 105 through the fan. Our Cowboys legend, Nate Newton, and joining us here live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Coming up next, Cowboys 49ers X-Factors. I need these gentlemen to tell me what's an X-Factor going into the game that will determine what happens on Sunday evening. We'll do that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Back here on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC Mortgage. It is divisional playoff weekend for your Dallas Cowboys. Woo! Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers of 105 through the fan. I'm a main man. Cowboys legend. Six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time first-team All-Pro, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame, class of 2022. My man, Nate Newton, joining us live at Let's the Cowboys Club. We'll talk about Nate a little bit, a little bit later because we're going to catch up with Nate and what he's been going on, not just in and around the Cowboys, but also outside of everything he's got going on these days. But let's talk some X-Factors as the Cowboys take on San Francisco on Sunday, 5.30 p.m. in Santa Clara, California. Nate, I want to start with you because – when we get into these situations, we're talking about how the quarterback has to be the reason why teams win in the playoffs. But I'm looking at the trenches because I feel like both offensively and defensively for San Francisco and Dallas, this is where the story of the game is going to lie because of the defensive line, the front seven for San Francisco, and what this Cowboys offensive line has been able to do. Tyler Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, what do those gentlemen have to do on Sunday to be able to handle what is a terrific front four and seven for San Francisco? First of all, they got to willing to be puppets. And they got to be strung right to their quarterback. When the quarterback dropped back on a three-step drop, they got to understand their hands got to be down for the offense, for the defensive lineman. When they go into a five-step drop, they got to have perfect technique. And when they go into a seven-step drop, that technique has to have a little endurance. So they got to be in line with the quarterback. They got to build this wall around it. During the run game, you got to stay on blocks. It ain't enough to get the initial block. You have to stay on the block. And if you got a deuce block and you're helping with a guard in the center, don't be quick to come off. I know they got great linebackers, but don't be quick to come off. Stay on the down lineman. That's what you have to do. In order, if you want to win this game, it, it, it's about two things, uh, three things in a, in a playoff. You have to be technique sound as an offensive lineman and as a defensive lineman. You have to stay, have a lane integrity with today's quarterbacks and today's uh, the, way, the way they like to sprint out and get it and move around the park. You have to have integrity. So this thing is going to be won with the offensive line and offensive and defensive lines. Nick, this is a team that will not appear to have Jason Peters dealing with a little bit of a hip injury right now, suffering that injury on Monday night. Who was an X factor on that offensive line that you say, this is the guy that I want to see perform well to help this Cowboys team win? Tyron Smith. If you want to call him an X-Factor because he's going, you know, probably a Hall of Famer. But to me, he is. He's got to, he's got to play well. I don't think he played his best game last year against them. And, and, and you know, if you got to remember, mm, Bosa, yeah. Bosa got hurt in that game. He did. Which we thought was going to be like something, you know, to help them get back in the game. And maybe it did but because uh, they did get back in the game. But, you know, Tyron Smith, has, and he played well the other night, but Tyron Smith has got to play like the Hall of Famer that he is, or at least, least you know, the, the, uh, a Pro Bowl-type uh, tackle. Him and Zach Martin together. I think, you know, McGovern, you can say all those guys, but I need – this is an elite game mm-hmm. with elite players, and, and I, need, I need my elite guys to, to be elite. And, I'm, I'm, you know, nothing against the rookies on the left side and Biotis and all that, but I, that right side's got to be strong. Will Chambers, give me an X factor, an angle that we haven't talked about in this game that's important to you about what's going to happen on Sunday. Well, my two cohorts here just teed me up for it. Have your guys, you know, be the excellent playmakers that they are. And both of you talked about the offensive line. Last week against Tampa, they, they played well. I don't think they played great. 
And what I mean by that is that Dak had to move around a little bit, and he made a lot of plays while he was running. So the X factor to me is, can Dak be effective uncomfortable? Because he's not going to be comfortable in the pocket. Or if the offensive line plays a perfect game, great. But he'll have to move. He'll have to make plays by moving to his left or moving to his right, stepping up and throwing, or throwing something that's, you know, off schedule or not with a plant foot, you know, can he still be effective by doing that? Because, man, that defensive front is, whoo, boy. Talk to me, Nate. What you thinking about? Yeah, jokes. Uh, he moved around a lot the other night. Uh, he showed that he can be uh, uncomfortable. But, brother, what you asking for, if he, if he get like that, you know. Good luck. You, yeah, they, they, yeah, you better mind, take it on up to uh, Oklahoma and just – it's going it, to be at least table. a little bit of that. You know, it's not, it's not going to be a clean pocket. It, it, it's not. In most cases, it's not. But it's, it's, it's up to our offensive coordinator and our head coach because our head coach has to be a part of this. Sure. He, to, to have enough naked boots, enough uh, rollouts that they can't tee up on him. Uh, and by running the ball, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, no, you know what? If anything – if I had to pick a team that I think could stop the run a little bit better, I'll pick, I'll pick I the 49ers. 49ers too, yeah. I think that's an easy one. Dak, if Dak played the way he played the other night, he moved around, he, he felt the pocket. When he needed to take off, he took off. But he felt the pocket. Uh, I, these guys have not been on this level. And it may take a quarter. But if something bad happened, they, 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 ha they can draw back on this last game enough to get through it. Sure. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't been here, bro. And uh, the left guard and the left tackle haven't been here. The right tackle has kind of semi-been there, but he has the heartbeat that he's got to deal with. Yeah. So, yes, that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. But you have to know that you're going to have to get some naked boots, some rollouts. Uh, even if you have to, uh, I don't advise it. You may want to try, but even you have to do a quick, what they do, the uh, fast, uh, where they do an option. Yeah, a little. You know, yeah. do one of them, but don't do it to all bowls or do it the other, <laughs> the other side. Yeah. <laughs> 30 yeah. seconds, Nick, tell me about your X yeah. for for Sunday. I, I'll say this. Micah Parsons likes to line up all over the place. Sure. I have a feeling that it's not going to take long for him to realize that Trent Williams isn't where he wants to line up. <laughs> so yeah. to me, the X factor is going to be D-Law. Dorrance Armstrong, those guys are going to have to face against Trent Williams. Sure. And Micah might as well. I mean, he's not afraid of anybody. Lions aren't afraid of anyone. But I'm just saying that other side is going to have to play well and hold up while Micah runs around as well. Thank you. Let's take our last break here on Cowboys Crosstalk, SWBC PEO, helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more. Kevin Gray, 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers, a 105 through the fan. My main man, Cowboys legend, Nate Newton, joining us here at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Coming up next, we're going to catch up with our Cowboys legend, Nate Newton, on a historical weekend for the Dallas Cowboys. And then it's time for predictions. Cowboys 49ers. We'll do that all next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Time presented by SWBC. Let's take our final partner on the evening. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash Cowboys. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers of 105 through the fan. And our Cowboys legend, Nate Newton, joining us here at, live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Before we get to predictions, gentlemen, Nate, just talk to me about how you have matriculated through this season. What's going on with Nate Newton outside of this thing called the Dallas Cowboys these well, days? Well, first of all, uh, my oldest son, Nathaniel Newton III, uh, him and his wife, uh, Jackie, they, uh, well, my, his wife, Jackie, had a, a baby girl. She... Natalie, Natalia is her name. She two months old yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations. Nice. You. There so, you go. Yeah, Papa. Yeah, so, How about that? Yeah, so that, that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I got a kid, King. He he lost in Virginia somewhere up there in Hampton. I, you know, he need to call Pops a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, my, when the offseason over with, uh, I, I'm just hoping that we beat the 49ers. That way, if we don't win the next game, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm seriously good because I believe it's a gross a growth process, then I can just start going to p- different people's towns, and when I drive through, just let my window down and holler, yeah, we beat y'all. You know <laughs> because y'all know all I do is travel during off season. That's yeah, all yeah, I yeah. Do. That's right. And so, uh, How about it, Boulder, yeah. Colorado? Are you going to be going up uh, yeah, there? I, yeah, as soon as the season over, I told Prime, and now I just can't drive and spend a whole day. Yeah. Now I got to at least stay a day and a half, and I'm going to try to see where his offensive line at and give him some pointers and okay. stuff like that. And Yeah, I'll be going to probably about four times, man. You know, if the wife's like, well, well, yeah, I'm tired of you hanging around. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All you got to do is just say the word. <laughs> Look, yeah. like this guy's to say the word. Yeah. Next thing you know, you out on the road. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned with Dion in Colorado because their first game of the season, first week of September, they're yeah, coming here. Gonna be maybe. Yeah. Well, they're coming to TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he yeah. said maybe yeah. on the national broadcast. We're, we're all like. Oh, really? We gonna Maybe do an Arizona State? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's that week zero game. They're not going to do yeah. any. But, they, yeah, they come yeah. to TCU that, uh, be in there, September. Bro. Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, the boys going to be there. <laughs> we going to be there. <laughs> How about them boys? Yeah. It's going to be one heck of an atmosphere at Amy G. Carter Stadium then yeah, we in September yeah. with Colorado visiting wow. TCU. Well, gentlemen, it is that time. The Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, a rivalry renewed. Last year, the San Francisco 49ers walked into AT&T Stadium. Kodak Black, super gremlin, gremlin booming out of the locker room for the San Francisco 49ers. Trent Williams, Debo Samuel setting the tone for a 49ers team that physically dominated the Cowboys last year. I thought about something very interesting, gentlemen. Dak Prescott has the opportunity to do something that Aaron Rodgers did to him back in 2016, which is a veteran quarterback walking into another quarterback's building who's a rookie and take him out. In his own building, Dak Prescott has that chance to do that against Brock Purdy, much like how Aaron Rodgers did it to him back in 2016 in the divisional round. Nick, I'll start with you because I know what Nick going to tell me when it comes to the prediction on Sunday. How does this version of the Dallas Cowboys take out Kyle Shanahan and what is a very, very talented San Francisco 49er team on Sunday evening? Like any boxing match, which I've never been a part of, but I would imagine whoever whoever hits the first guy in the mouth, you know, first is going to be in good shape. That's what happens. See to the if Niners. San Francisco bleeds a little bit. Well, I mean, you got to take it to them, just like yeah. they took it to you. And and we say that all the time, dominated and all that. You know, 
I mean, that got tackled by the ref at the end of the game. They had a chance to throw the ball. They're down by six. They got back in the game, but it was the way they started was so was terrible. Yeah. They set the tone. They're going to have to come in here, and they're going to be ready to fight, ready to swing and say, we've been here before. You're not doing this to us again. And, you know, and be, be the team that, that throws the first punch. Will Chambers, Michael Irvin says something all the time when it comes to these playoffs, and, Nate, you know this better than anybody. Your stars have to play like stars in these moments. Do the stars for these Dallas Cowboys show up in the biggest moment of their season after taking out Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? Do these stars show up for the Cowboys on Sunday? Well, I, for all evidence from what we've seen just in the last few days, yes. Because if you would have asked me before that, I, I would say no. Because the evidence from the week prior would be contrary to that. Uh, all I could say is I, I agree with Nick here on that where – you got to bring the fight to the fight. And I think that they're going to do that. What I wonder is, on the road, in a fight like that, are you in the position where you have to win the game on offense against a defense like that, and can you overcome that moment? Because that's where I think it's really going to come down to. And that's a question I, I, I have to only... Believe it when I see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's not that I don't believe in them or I don't believe that Dak can do it, but, hey, look, it's up and down with Dak. It is what it is. Nate, what would you tell this team on Sunday evening as they get ready to take the field, not just about this rivalry, not just about the moment, but about what they specifically are capable of and what you would give them as a message it's when a, they take the field? It's the oldest speech in the world. You prepare. You set yourself in this position. You've, uh, you've built up to this moment. Now live in the moment. That's what Jimmy always tells us. Savor every moment, good and bad. If you have something bad, register it, fix it in two seconds, and be ready to go again. If you have something great, register it, love it for a second, and move on. You, 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 you live in the moment. You don't worry about what's around you, good or bad. You just you working on that next play. I blocked him one time. How can I block him this time? I didn't block him this time. What went wrong? I can't, well, how can I block him the next time? And you just live from moment to moment because you don't know when that's going to be a big moment. We have all, and I said this last uh, week with Woody, we as offensive linemen and defense linemen, Coach Johnson will come into our meetings and say, y'all will decide the victory. And it's going to come down again. It, we will decide the victory because whether Troy is standing clean, whether Mike is getting that five-yard slant, whether Charles Haley is making that tackle, it's going to be due to what we do as a front seven defensively and offensively. Got about four minutes left, gentlemen. Now I want to start with you on this one. For those who don't know and don't understand, take us inside what that rivalry was like in the 90s with San Francisco and Dallas and just the sheer amount of talent that was on both sides and the way that y'all got after each other in those games. The first time we made them, it was in 80, you know, when we, that 30 years ago. We, we, we really didn't know. We, we, we were just playing off fire and desire and coaches putting us in position. But as the time went on, we started realizing it. And I'm looking at Dana Stubblefield. I'm looking at Bryant Young. I'm looking at uh, Ken Norton coming downhill the second time. I'm looking at uh, Merton Hanks, you know, big long neck dude. I'm looking, <laughs> this is what separates the Tampa Bay Bandits. This is what separates the 49ers. They have multiple players, not one player on each level. They have multiple players on each level that can turn a game around. So you have to pay attention to detail. If you need to come across a safety face, sacrifice and come across that safety face so he can't make a play. 
They got Gibson in the back. I don't know where they got Gibson from. This dude, number 31, making plays. He was on the practice squad. Everybody has two or more players on each level as you go further. We have to find our guys. We know Parsons. We know uh, Diggs. We know that uh, 27 can get it up. But we need one or two more guys to get it up. Because you're facing that type of offense, Debo Samuels. You got uh, the kid they got from Carolina, a nightmare. McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. And now you got this Purdy. Yeah. Come on, man. Hit this dude. When you hit this dude, drive him to the Let turf. Let him know. Yeah, drive him to the turf. Well, I won't ask Nate for his prediction because I know he's going to tell me. Cowboys <laughs> win in Santa Clara and move on. 21-20, baby. 21-20 to move yeah. on to the NFC title game. Will Chambers, I'll start with you. Score and how the Cowboys win in the last two minutes here before we get out of here. Oh, how they do win. Yeah. Um, so I will say that it'll be 33-30, and it'll be uh, oh, on a touchdown. Like yeah, I do. I mean, I think that both defenses are good, but I think both offenses are really good as well. And um, it, as good as the 49ers defense is, there, you know, there are ways to attack them. And, and I think that, you know, if a couple things happen the right way, Look, the Cowboys are one of the best offenses in the game. Yeah. And, and so I think it's going to come down to the end. And I, if, if I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to win, it's going to be by a touchdown at the end to take the lead. Nick, you've seen a lot of Cowboys football. The first time you saw a road playoff win, how did the Cowboys get another one on Sunday? And what's the score going to be in your uh, mind? You know, it's Wednesday, Kevin. I can't give can't you a call score. score. Come yeah, on, Nick. Not, I, know, I, was, I was thinking you, the scores weren't really I'm coming. I'm not uh, there yet. You're not there to, yet. To, okay, to, to all right. That's cool. All how right. that game's going to be. Need a little more time to prep. But, I got you. But how they win, I mean, they, they win by by making – they, they got to get turnovers. Yeah. They're going to have to get turnovers. And, and I think if, if they can do that, and like I said earlier, build some confidence. I told you that stat in the break just now. The, the 49ers haven't played a lot of elite teams. Sure. I mean, they have, but they've won the games. Give them credit for what they've done. They've played one elite team. That's the Chiefs. The Chiefs blew them out. They're, you know, they haven't really, they've, their, their record is one and one against teams, 10 wins or more. The Cowboys are five and one. They've played better teams. This is probably the second best team the 49ers have played and probably the best team that Purdy has played. So, you know what? Make them feel it. I think they can win. I definitely think they can win, yeah. but it, this is going to be a challenge because they're going to have to get some turnovers, and they're going to have to build on some confidence early. Real I quick. agree with Nick. Zero turnovers on 47 dropbacks for Brock Purdy under pressure. But to Nick's point, whom have they faced? It applies the pressure yeah. like the Cowboys it's do. Gonna, this, is, this is probably the best team uh, that they faced. Micah Parsons probably the best player that, that he's faced. So. Yeah. Get after it, you know. I mean, no, who, nobody wins 12 in a row, right? Yeah. I mean, you can win 11, yeah. but can you win 12? Yeah, like my grandma used to say about people that say, hey, she's pretty. Yeah, pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to get out of yeah. here. All, All right, right. <laughs> Cowboys Crosstalk. Appreciate Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com. Will Chambers of 105. Through the fan. My main Thank man, you. Nate Newton, our Cowboys legend this week on Cowboys Crosstalk, presented by SWBC. My name is Kevin Gray. Cowboys 49ers Sunday 5:30 Santa Clara California. No prediction. Not for me. Winner what? moves on. <laughs> loser goes home. We'll yeah, talk to you next I told week. Y'all not to give it up. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!